And now, welcome to Like a Boss. Insights with influencers, creatives, online entrepreneurs, and badasses like you. Here is your hostess, Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss, helping you rise to the top. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust, and having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Hey everyone, welcome. This is Heather Havenwood with Like a Boss, insights with influencers, entrepreneurs, and badasses like you. So I'm super excited today to have another badass female entrepreneur on Like a Boss. And Molly, are you there? I am here. Yay, Like a Boss, welcome. So I'm going to tell everybody who you are, Molly, just real quick so we can get started. So Molly is the founder of Grub Wealth, the premier personal CFO firm for helping businesses owners gain control of their business. Grub Wealth is designed to help business owners realize their purpose and build personal wealth through a well-defined process. That is super cool. So um, I'm going to also share with everybody that you have a goal of helping 10,000 business owners gain more control over their personal and professional lives so they can find and achieve their true purpose. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. So welcome to Like a Boss, and you're definitely a boss. Um, tell everybody real quick, what is your uh, website? So the website for today is GrubWealth, that's G-R-U, Bravo, Bravo, Wealth.com forward slash like a boss. That's where all of everything that we're going to be talking about today, that's where you can get the download and everything. Um, and also listen to this podcast as well. Cool. Oh, thank you. Well, that's a, like a boss. Woo. Okay. Um, so how did this happen? I mean, you obviously, so tell us about your story. How did you get to where you're at today? Cause it's obviously very successful. And just so people know, I think it's really awesome when I come across somebody who's like, I got a team of people. I don't, like that looks like a team and like they talk it's a team. I love that because you are freed up to be able to be focusing on what you do, but obviously to have a team at that level, you are at a certain level. So let's talk about that. How did you get to where you're at today? Well, I'm a recovering actuary. So I, everything that's nerdy about me, you know, it comes from that lifestyle, but you know, I was raised in a very successful, from nothing to a multi-million dollar company that my family was running, and I was still doing my own little thing uh, with my career. And we had this really cool community event at my family that all of us members volunteered for, and it was at the pinnacle where my family was getting ready to sell their business. Hmm. And... My mom stood there in a in the narrow yellow hallway of our business and just went flying down the hallway. Mind you, she was buried, you know, she 
had to have her walker with her at all times. But oh, wow. for some reason, just like this miracle happened and she went sprinting down the hallway yelling to the buyer, you're a liar, you're a thief. The buyer of the business. Mm. Because you see in that moment, everything that led up to it, they treated their exit as a transaction rather than a process. And they work with the people they knew versus the experts they needed. And I knew in that moment there was not going to be another family business that we help that's going to have to go through something like that again. And that's when we found a growth wealth and it took us years to explore different ways to make sure they never lost control of their business. So they didn't have to sell in a manner that my parents had to sell. Mm, I bet that was heartbreaking. Did they ever, did they actually sell the business to this person? They did. And that's why they lost everything. Because the, 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 what happened in that moment, uh, two vendors, you know, their notes were called out on their, um, by the bank, you know, this was post 2008 and this is something that's never been done before. Yeah. And so there, that, you know, in the construction business, which my family had a construction business, you know, you make your money off of bank loans. Right. And so when that happened, uh, their bank promised them that they would extend their credit and then they had a management change in the bank. And despite these other two major vendors of them going under because they couldn't pay back, you know, the two or $3 million that the bank was calling on them right then, you know, there was nowhere else for my, my family to go. They were cornered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what so year was, what year was that? That was 2012. I mean, so okay. they made it through a lot of the initial waves, you know, pretty successful. They got some great patents on their, on their business, but you know, again, they were working with people they knew. So they were just kind of, you know, everything was based off of trust, uh, based off of, you know, verbal commitments, nothing was really written down. And so there was these pie in the sky dreams that were given to them, you know, like a retirement home for my parents, you know, these additional royalties on the trust that they had patents on and none of that happened. You know, the people that were selling to them were not that reputable. If they would have done just enough background search on them, they would have seen that this was a bad deal because it wasn't like that was the only offer that was coming their way. It was just the biggest company that had came their way. So I can really see that that really affected you and your life and and like your decisions. So where, where was the shift for you? What were you doing before? And then what made that shift for you? Of course. Well, I, I consulted with several different pension plans uh, all across the state in the Midwest area and found that, hey, I can't really have that impact on people. So I went into the advisement role, was through the banks, uh, but I really, you know, was handcuffed because I had to work with what they told me I should work with. And, right. you know, so I, I really couldn't have that impact. And so I'd already made the decision to create my own firm. I just didn't know that this was the path I was going to take. Mm. You know, God says, if we, you know, you pick the journey, but he gives you the steps. So he was giving me the steps in that moment. And it was just, you know, I knew by watching, being raised in a family business, I knew a lot of the gaps that my parents had. And they mm-hmm. were running everything through, um, they, they were just doing everything. I mean, all of his kids ran that business. I mean, I was a secretary at the age of five, you know, it was just, that was part of what we did. We just, we just survived. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, I get it. I mean, my dad owned a, um, 
an office supply chain store when I was in my teens. In my summers, <laughs> people were like, oh, that's cool. You're going to Florida for this summer. And uh, I would go to Florida, and then he would take me to the warehouse, which is where their office was, and it was gorgeous outside, and I'm in there doing filing receipts <laughs> or something, and some right. like, you know, it's just back before computers and I'm taking receipts and doing this like all day. That was my summer. So I completely understand, you know, and they didn't pay you by the way. I wasn't paid. I got the privilege to do that. You got paid with food. (laughs) Right. You have the privilege to be in a warehouse with us and file receipts. That's congratulations to you. Uh, But I mean, that did create for me a work ethic. And what I'm hearing with you is that you have a passion to help small businesses, but you also have a passion to have a work ethic about you and that passion. But my question I have for you is where you're at today in the, in the, with Grub Wealth. Where are you going? What's your purpose? Where are you headed? Sure. Well, um, you know what, you know, seeing all that, it, it, it taught me that there are, that a lot of business owners are running practices. They're not running businesses. And they're acting as employees and not as business owners. So that is really, you know, seeing those gaps, walking that path, I, I saw that shift. And you asked me, Molly, well, okay, so great. You, you have now built a business that is where you could truly act in, as a business owner. So that's why we're able to give advice to business owners because we've built something that business owner, that acts what business owners should act like. Right. Um, and, but when I... I look back at where, you know, this journey has taken me, you know, I, I t- you know, the book that we ha- have launching here in the next couple months that's completely done is build your dynasty. It's like how to free up wealth within your company to maximize your exit, to be able to uh, run faster, more efficiently and exit on your own terms. Mm-hmm. But building a dynasty, a lot of people think of, oh, I need to be the next Rockefeller. Well, it could be whatever you want it to be. It might be to be the next Rockefeller. It might be to, um, get paid to sip that cocktail on the beach, you know, whatever your dynasty is, but it's often associated with money and people can't connect to that. And, um, I say that because September 4th was a pivoting day for me last year. My sister called me into the hospital to let me know that she had leukemia and 12 hours later, she was, my mom went into septic shock and three weeks later, my mom earned her angel wings Mm. and left us with the greatest inheritance that a parent could ever leave a child. And that was that of a spiritual dynasty Mm -hmm. because she loved harder than anybody else could love. And her faith, her belief was stronger than any mountain in God and us personally, uh, just in life. And but she never really took care of herself in the way that she should have because she operated in a mindset of fear and scarcity rather than that of abundance. Mm-hmm. And that is why she was never really able to have the reach that she could have had, which is what wealth really is. Mm-hmm. And so those are really the four pillars to build your dynasty, you got mindset, health, spirit, and wealth. And that is really the core of our teaching today is is working with those four pillars so if whether or not we're helping a client you know a business owner be able to run more efficiently so they can have more time and and be able to reflect on why am i doing what i'm really doing am i really following my passion do i really believe in what i'm doing Mm -hmm. 
um, to so that they can exit on their terms, so that the business that they have is not worth the dirt that they're buried under because right. they did not have a proper exit plan. You know, because God's going to give you an exit if you don't choose it. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you know you have all those aspects put together, but don't work those eighteen-hour days because you just you know you don't know what else to do because you've never taken time for yourself, right? You know, so um, I love that. That's really awesome. And I think that as a, a woman business owner, you understand that whole aspect of being able to kind of connect all pieces of that. I know for myself, I think that, um, you know, speaking for myself and everybody else, and maybe not you, is that for me, I love work, right? So I love it. I enjoy it. I enjoy what I'm doing. So for me, when it's 12 hour days, 18 hour days is a little crazy, but 12 hour days, it doesn't like bother me. I enjoy it. I process it. Some people like it. I personally, and I'm curious what you think of this word. I do not, and I refuse to have this word in my vocabulary, retirement. I don't think it's a good word. I don't think the purpose is to end up on a beach with a cocktail. I think it's a really unhealthy view. And I'm curious what you say, because you deal with people every day when you're probably asking them what they want and where they're going. Is that for myself, I know that I used to live in Marco Island, which is the average age of 80. And I saw everybody at the end of their life. And I saw that the people that all they really focused on was the cocktail at the beach, they were dying off left and right because there was nothing else to live for. And I found that um, the people that didn't ever have that purpose, it was like where they ended up, but not necessarily where they were trying to end up, had a different view on life and they were healthier. So I'm curious when you're working with a client and a business owner, male or female or couples, what what are people telling you their why is or where they're headed or what's their purpose? Is it really just beach at a cocktail or what are you finding? Well, we have, you know, it's, 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 it's a multitude of different things, you know, but the problem is, you know, we do work with some clients that are not business owners. And the problem when you act as an employee is you're so burnt out that you do need to go out to pasture. Yeah. I mean, we put that, put that way. I mean, it's, it's really, that's essentially what is happening. Um, but it's just, you know, they, they never did anything for themselves. So you don't want to be that business owner or that employee. Right that has, you know, some success. And then at the age of 65, you're so burnt out. You, you need to retire, but then you go to, to the closing table to sell your business. And like, I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. Right. And so you back away from the exit table because the exit that you planned for was not, um, did not address your emotional attachment to your business. And now mm-hmm. your business is worth even less because you backed away because you were trying to do what all your other buddies did. And that is sell your business because they're all using the same business broker. You just asked right, They're all saying use the same business right. broker or their poker table or something. Yeah. I mean, I was just talking to a guy last night and about a business he's selling. We were having a great conversation and um, he's built a very successful business and he's selling it for, I don't know, whatever, half a million or whatever it was. And um, it was a really interesting perspective because he had the most healthiest view of a business I've ever seen. And the reason I say that is because he completely took himself out of it a long time ago. So the systems are so wired that anyone can really step in and there's zero personality to it. And one of the challenges I think that all small business owners do, even in the construction, which doesn't always have a face name, sometimes it does like a family name, but all businesses, they, they attach, the business owner attaches themselves to it. Like a tombstone. Yeah. Yeah. Like my father did that for sure. And then, um, 
mm-hmm. when he purchased the office supply store chain. I mean, he should never bought that business in the first place. He'd be first to tell you that. And then um, he <laughs> yeah. then tried to sell it, you know, and that was hell. And he attached his value to it so much. I saw him suffer and get frustrated and then try to turn it around all these different things that he tried to do. And he attached his value to it so much. I saw him go through that process. And by yeah. the time he quote unquote sold it, it didn't have a brand name. It, it, every time it's a change, the internet had come in and totally changed the entire industry of um, office supply. Now there was office depot. Like that wasn't there when he started. So there's like this attachment. And then I saw him struggle for years after that, you know, not now, but as, he felt like he was this failure when the reality is just the market changed, you know? Right. And he didn't, he didn't shift with it. He didn't shift with it. It used to be a catalog business. Remember back in the day with like the office supply that you get a catalog. Mm -hmm. Right. So he was the catalog, right? He was a catalog and small stores. And then this thing called office depot came around and that shifted everything. You know, now Office Depot is going up against Kinko's and now Office Depot is going up against web developers. I mean, like things alter. And if you're, if you're attached to it, then when I see small business owners, I'm sure you do too, is they get so attached to it, they don't make good decisions. Yeah. They're, they're so attached to the way they've always done and what the way they've always done should not be the way they, that you always do. Yeah. I, and you know, the thing is, is, um, you know, that I think would be a great activity for your business owners, your listeners, your boss babes to do yeah. is to, um, you know, on our, if you go to grubwealth.com forward slash like a boss, there's two surveys that you can fill out. Okay. One is, um, it's called a Berry test, B-E-R-I, and it's going to test what your financial gaps and what your emotional gaps are to the exit of your business. And you might be like, well, Molly, I don't want to ever sell my business until I get too old to even think. And that's great. But it might be something where you take some chips off the table. You know, last year we sold 70% of our practice just so we could focus on family businesses. So is there something that maybe, you know, that was a a decision where we sold 70% of our business, but it was only composing 30% of our revenue, right? So the whole old 80-20 rule is so true. And those dollars were replaced within about six months of what we sold off. Now, the other thing, uh, other resource is called the Owner Independent Survey, and that's going to test you on how dependent your business is to you as an owner, and it will help you red flag some key items that going into 2019, you can go in and, and address those issues to make it less dependent upon you. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. So let's repeat that. Give me the website again with Like a Boss. Sure. Grub Wealth, that's G-R-U, bravo, bravo, wealth.com, like a boss. So I will say, I know for myself, and I'm speaking for everybody else, um, I love the fact that you have a test for a gap, but I, I, I got to say for myself, I, I honestly, my brain was like, I don't want to go see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like weight loss. It's always easier to go back to weight loss. If someone's like, hey, you need to lose a hundred pounds, it's too mm-hmm. far. It's too far. It's like, can I just lose five? Can I focus on five and five and five and five? And then I get there, you know, and I come from a bodybuilding perspective and I, I do shows. I haven't in the last couple of years. I've been hurt and I'm looking to do next shows when I um, get awesome. healthy. But it's like, if you look at the show date to where you're at, the gap is so hard to even conceptualize 
all you do is focus on week by week by week by week and then like get there and like focus on the path. So when you're working with customers or clients and business owners and they have the gap, do you, I mean, how do you do that in such a way where they can literally eat the elephant in a small way? Yeah. So, I mean, you need to, you need to know the destination. You need to know your show date in order for you to, you know, start the journey. But, you know, that's all the survey does. It, it just gives you your destination, what it actually should look like when you're done. But, you know, when we do our strategies, we do the stoplight approach. So every time uh, we go on the four different strategies, you know, are, are we looking at increasing your cash flow? Is it something that you need to protect as far as risk? Is it charity that you're worried about? You know, or maybe something to run more efficiently within your business. We look at all those and we categorize it. We put it on one sheet of paper, one sheet. You know, I know everybody in my industry loves to produce books. We do one sheet. And in that, we have, um, you know, the things in green that you've already done. And in between meetings, you're, we are picking uh, on the yellow items. Those are the things that need to be addressed in a rather short term. So there's one or two yellow boxes that are done in between each two meetings. Because you're right. It's like, it's just too much. And as a business owner, you all you, you only have two jobs, make money and do things that are going to make you money. Anything else is you need to systematize or delegate. So, you know, that's why you need your one quarterback that is going to help you bring all this advice to you. So all you have to do is just make decisions. You're not going to 10 different other advisors and sourcing that and those answers for you. You have one person that's consolidating it and speaking in your terms. So you don't have to learn all of it. Right. So that's what, you know, that exercise is for us is to have something that's live, that's actual, a real live plan that is moving as you are growing and as your life is changing. So one of the things that I find, uh, I don't know if you know this about me, Molly, but I'll share my personal story because I think it's fun. But I, and when I was 19 years old, I was at T Texas Christian University and I got, uh, I think it was, I think I got cold called by this financial advisor from America Express Financial Advisors. And I went in when I was 19 and they took me out as a client and uh, I paid my $500 for my little plan. And, uh, which was, it was a book. Like you said, it was a book. Right? Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. Remember the, the binders? That... Anyway. Yes. That's um, exactly. so I got that. And then the guy hired me. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so then I worked for America Express Financial Advisors all through college period of time. Okay. And then uh, at the end, they were like, Hey, why don't you come work for us over AXA? Actually at the time, AXA financial advisors. And I didn't do it. You know, they were definitely recruiting me, but what, what I got pulled away from the industry. And I'm not saying you did this because I think I'm sharing because it was like a kind of a dark side a little bit was yeah. I worked for this one guy who was like the number one in North Texas or whatever. And I was the one that did all the cold calls. I'm the one that did all the plans. Oh, I know what thing. Yeah. He was just the sales guy. Like he would walk yeah. into the meeting, take the binder. Hey, Mr. And Mrs. Smith, drop yeah. it down. Hadn't seen it. I, my 22 year old self's in the back, like doing this playing for the Smith's family. That's awesome. And I'm thinking to myself, this is, this is not right. You know, um, I'm not saying you do that at all. I'm saying you don't do that. You're probably way more hands-on. You actually look at what's happening, the purpose and the why he never did that. And I think that's one of the differences with financial planners per se and what you do. And so I kind of would give you an opportunity here to kind of share the difference between financial planners and that old world way and kind of what you are doing for small businesses today. 
course. Well, most people view as financial planners and financial advisors or wealth managers kind of, you know, hey, I'm, I got $100,000, I got a million bucks, I want to, you know, can you just manage this for me? Make sure it grows and you don't blow it up, right? That's how most view, people view it. And then give me this pretty little plan that says I can retire when I'm 65 and I won't run out of money. You know, that is the whole viewpoint of that space. And we, what we do is significantly more holistic. We're looking at different ways. Okay, that's good. Investment consulting, you know, that's kind of, some do better than others, but, you know, that everybody does it. There's nothing super special, especially in today's technology world. But how can we, you know, what we really do that's so significantly different is, you know, we take those four pillars. We look at all the different missing structures that you have. And I, you know, I, for example, I had a meeting this morning with a, a business owner and she had this wonderful product that she was only marketing to people that she was physically talking to, but yet she had this giant email list that she wasn't even using, right? It was an online program. I'm like, you, this is what you need to do to strategize and to be, then be able to solicit on that. And then you will get, you know, at least 25% of that email list of a thousand people to sign up and buy your program. And I want you to double the price. So now, now that's, what is it that that's, um, you know, that's at least another hundred grand that you could add to your bottom line just by changing one thing. And she just started her business. So, I mean, it was something that didn't take me any time, no resources, but that that's the type of advice that we like to give it because if I'm looking at the different revenue structures that, you, that are missing, if, if you're, for example, there's a lot of people that, um, that are business owners that, that manage relationships. So we use a source called BombBomb when we are reaching out to clients, when we're reaching out to strategic partners, and we also give this advice in our book. It's also on that download. It's our time hacking download is what I like to call it from on growthwealth.com like a boss. But you get on there, shoot a quick little email, uh, a video to someone, has all your, your um, information on it, and you just say, hey, you know, Heather, it was really nice meeting you at the podcast the other day, and I just want to say how much it means to you, but I think there's maybe some additional conversations for us to have so we can add more value to each other. Why don't you click on the link above that has our calendar and just pick a time that works best for you. We can have a quick call over coffee or a quick call or maybe sit down for coffee and then shoot the video, and then it has a super, super high click-through rate because no one else is sending video emails and you just made it super efficient for them to click right on that link. Um, so it's, it's making it easy for you not only to do business, but for other people to do business with you. Really true. This really awesome. It's very, it's very rare that you get a private video email. I actually got one once from my friend Diane once and um, we've uh, yeah, that he, she actually sent a video to all these people privately. It was super awesome. Uh, but very rare that you do that. So let's just wrap, we're wrapping it up real quick. Where can people find you? Where's the, you know, where can people find you? And then my next question with this, before we go forward on that, is who is your ideal client? If someone's listening going, hey, my small business is only $250,000 a year, maybe it's a million. Do you have a minimum that you work with? Um, it, it, are you like an outsourced CFO or is it only financial planning? So we are your personal CFO. What I mean by that, we do everything that your business CFO does not do. And we look at your business in a completely different aspect. Um, so yes, we, you know, we handle the investment consulting. That's pretty basic, but that's not where we add tremendous value. 
Um, so how can you find out about us um, and who is the ideal client? So our ideal client for the one-on-one -on -one coaching really are for those businesses that are at range anywhere between $2 million in annual revenue all the way up to $50 million. And sometimes there's outliers to that, and that depends on the actual case specific. But most of them end up being family businesses. We like the chaos because that's what I am comfortable with. And then those, um, those that are under that margin, you know, definitely go on to grubwealth.com forward slash like a boss, even if you're in that ideal client realm, to download that link, um, that time hacking download. Because when you do that, we're going to make sure that you know when our book gets launched, um, Building Your Dynasty, so that you, way you can grab a copy, as well as we're going to let you know about our online program when that gets produced. Uh, we're in the middle of generating the content right now, so that should happen hopefully in the next three to four months to make that available to you. And that's really targeted for those companies that are startups all the way to doing one and a half million. I love it. That's really awesome. Wow. Okay, great. Um, I love the fact that you're a private, like a private CFO. That's super, super awesome. Um, so Molly, when's the book coming out? Well, I'm, I'm hoping by early March, you know, right, it's done. Saying? It's done. We just got to get it formatted and I'm, I'm speaking it. So it's going to be available on audible as well. Um, so that all happens here in the next 30 days. So we're hoping that uh, March will be a good launch time for us. Great. And what's the name of it? Build your dynasty. Oh, great. Build yeah. your dynasty by Molly. Yeah. Well, Molly, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being an amazing CFO for many companies. And thank you for sharing your personal story as a female entrepreneur here on Like a Boss. Um, everyone, this is Heather Havenwood. Feel free to try, find us on Roku, iTunes, Google Play, iHeart, Spotify, and soon to be Pandora, as well as Alexa. I can never say that really loud or she'll start talking back. Uh, Molly, thank you again so much. Again, this is Heather Havenwood, Like a Boss. Find us on heatherhavenwood.com. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Thank you for listening to Like a Boss, helping you rise to the top. Join Heather's Mastermind at InfluencerTribe.com, where she helps you become an influencer and dominate your field. Follow Heather Havenwood on Instagram. Interested in interviewing or scheduling a call with Heather? Go to CallWithHeather.com. For more, go to HeatherHavenwood.com.